You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Topic Thunder Podcast. I am your host, Dylan Hunzinger, aka at Thunder Chats, and I am joined today by my podcast brethren, one of the founding members. He resides in Oklahoma, and his name is Alex Roig. Alex, how the heck are you? I'm great, man. I'm 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 here. I'm gonna enjoy this final podcast because. There likely won't be a country after after Tuesday, so I'm gonna enjoy this final podcast as an American. There you go, man. I <laughs> I, I like the uh, the optimism, enthusiasm for the moment, and the the pessimism and terror for the future. So there you go. <laughs> the, hey, that that kind of uh, describes what the Thunder's going through. You know, we had a lot of optimism and excitement during the season, but now. It looks like we're about to blow it up, go into tank mode, and things are going to get a little sad for the next couple seasons. So, uh, yeah, nice transition there, Alex, into into some Thunder basketball. And hey, man, that's what we do. That's, that's what we do here. Yeah, absolutely. Seamless transitions, man. Yeah. But um, not only that, we're also kind of waiting around for some news to drop. There's there's a lot of shoes to fall, uh, first oh of gosh, which being, yes. you know, a Thunder head coach would be nice to know. You know, every other team in the league has one, but no, 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 not, not OKC. Um, second of which would be the CBA to finally be decided on. They've pushed that back again. What, what did they say, November 3rd? Is that what they said they going to look at? November 6th is the final day. Mm, November 6th. So, so, and you know how the NBA does it. They're going to wait till November 6th at the right at the deadline to, mm-hmm. to actually get anything done. To knock something out. Yep. So, we, we've got about a week of waiting on the CBA, which means another week of waiting for the pretty much uh, unavoidable Chris Paul trade at this point. And whenever yeah. Chris Paul is traded, wherever he's traded, whatever we get back, that is the start that is the initiation of the rebuild the tank the reposition the replenish whatever the heck you want to call it uh the team will be no more we will start to be building around shago just alexander darius Baisley, and luke went stork so that's what we have to look forward to but again we we can't do anything about that until it happens so we asked you beautiful people on twitter and you beautiful people on twitter responded in a beautiful way to my our, goodness yes to our need for twitter questions and uh just shout out to you guys because you guys are awesome yes yeah like like for real like we literally put out a tweet i'd say about an hour ago 
And the amount of responses that we got was just tremendous. Three hours, okay, maybe three hours ago, but still. Maybe three hours ago. Okay, yeah, I, I saw the three. But, you know, the, you know, the time went back an hour. So that's, you know, three hours now means two hours. So yep. we'll yep. go ahead and round it down to one hour. So whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, three hours ago and, and you guys have responded. So thank you very much. We really needed this because honestly, like, like Dylan was talking about, there hasn't been much going on there. Has, you know, you can speculate all you want. You can come up with whatever fantasy trade you want to come up with. Um, but until the meat and potatoes of the CBA are, you know, are figured out, we're not going to know what the heck we're going to do. You know, we're, gonna, we're not going to know how the NBA is going to run. We're not, we're not going to know when the first game is going to be. Um, and so, you know, we're still waiting on that. But then, you know, on the, on the Thunder front, there hasn't been anything going on. So we appreciate all the questions that you guys sent out. Absolutely. And speaking of meat and potatoes, we're going to transition right into our first Twitter question from at Chels Bells. Who's that? I, I don't know, man. What what a weird Twitter at. I know. I wonder. That sounds like a girl. So I wonder who, <laughs> who would. I, I wonder who she's married to. Yeah, I know, right? Who who let that be her name? <laughs> Anyways, uh, she asks, "What is your go-to road trip snack?" With a thinking face emoji and a blushing smiley face emoji. Alex, kick it off for us, man. What is your go-to road trip snack? Man, it has so for me, it has to be funyuns. Okay. I love I love funyuns um, on a road trip. So it's funyuns, and then funyuns, and, and and you need a Sonics drink. You know, it has to be a Sonics forty four or at least a large, um, to just kind of kind of get you to where you're going. But that there that's you. my go to. To push you to a rest stop even quicker. D- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, mine mine is uh I mean this is gonna be no surprise to anybody that knows me. Um Dr. Pepper, a hundred percent really staple. Um and then uh my snack kinda it kinda varies between Grippo's barbecue chips. do they have those okay. in Oklahoma City? What was that? Grippo's? Grippos. Uh I don't think so. Oh, next time I come through, man, I'm bringing some. And you got hey, I'm down. Best. So, yeah, Grippo's barbecue chips or uh, ju- just some beef jerky. You know, I don't, I don't normally just eat beef jerky, but when I do, I'm in a vehicle. So, I would say yeah. that is my road trip snack. And I mean, you you have a lot more experience about being in vehicles as far as like most of the day than than most of us do. And so, I'm pretty sure yeah. you're you're very well versed in in the uh, snacks that come with the uh, motor vehicle variety. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Lay's potato chips is actually what I do when I'm working in the day. I don't know why, but I can't. I, I don't eat them on road trips. It's it's weird. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand it. But yeah, for those of you guys that don't know, that was my wife. That's why we was talking about it. We're we're not <laughs> making fun of one of our listeners' Twitter ads. <laughs> oh, Chell's bells. Yeah, just just had to establish that right quick. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Th- th- this will work. We'll tie a couple questions in. Okay. Let's go to at three cone. And he asks, you can bring what back any past Thunder Jersey for this season. What are you picking? Oh, that's a good one. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of the, 
don't know, man. I'm, I'm a fan of the uh, the blue ones. I know, I know. A lot of people didn't like those. The blue ones with like the thunder down down oh, the, the side. Oh, the navy ones. The navy ones. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people didn't like those. I did. I I thought they were clean looking. You know, a lot of people say they were boring, and I get that. I understand that. Um, but I I felt like it it went counter to what was the norm for the thunder, which is like the blue and the orange and you know, Oklahoma City or Thunder on it. And I just – I always thought they were real clean. Yeah, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, that was our first, like, alternate jersey since I believe so. team, right? Yeah. Yes. So, it, it was cool and the fact that, like, it was original. But, like, I was just never a super big fan of those jerseys. Like, I, I agree they are clean, like, you know, but they're clean in the fact that they're kind of simple and boring. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm. I, you're not alone in that. I know there's a lot of people that like those navy jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was up to me, uh, I, I don't know, man. I'd probably bring back those jerseys we had this year. Um, the gray uh, OKC Memorial tribute jerseys. I really like those a lot. Um, yeah, I like the I, I like the color palette of them, and I also thought they were clean and also, oh, you know they represent something bigger than basketball. So uh, I would not be mad if that stayed in our Jersey rotation. True. But I mean, honestly, um, so the orange ones that have the blue OKC on them, the sunset, I like the sunset ones. Yeah. But like the newer sunset one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like those. I like like the, uh, I like the native American teal colored one. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, honestly, (laughs) Like, you look at alternate jerseys, it's just like you sometimes wish, like, man, can, can we have that for a little bit longer than just a year? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Like, can we like, like can we wear out its welcome? Like, we, we literally, like, we bring out these new jerseys, and it's like, oh, my gosh, they're great. They look wonderful. And it's just like, ha-ha, it's just for a year. Buy these new ones. Not it's even, a money-making factory. Yeah, not even, like, just a year. Like, when you say like, I understand what you're saying, just a year. I'm like, I'm, everybody says it. But when you really think about it, it's like five games. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And they're all spaced out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I, I wouldn't care to bring back any of the alternate jerseys except for, uh, what, what was it? That, that like, silvery <laughs> jersey with, like, the highlighter around the Yeah, around the the, words. yeah that, that was not those, – those, and, and, like, any, any of the jerseys. Yeah. You know, they can kind of, they can kind of go somewhere else. But you know all the alternate jerseys except for for those. Are you talk about the gray ones, like the yeah 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 the, the like, thundercloud ones that they were talking about, the grayish ones. Mm-hmm. They had like yeah. all the they had like the red, the blue, and the yellow like outlining the letters and stuff. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I appreciate what they was trying to do, but they tried a little bit too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but that actually kind of goes into a question from at. I, I guess this is Mange Face. <laughs> Um, but it's Justin Flown, and it says, what do you think the theme is for this year's City Edition jersey? I don't know if you've been following along with, like, all the jersey leaks. Um, mm-hmm. Ooh, I need to – if I had their at in front of me, I could, like – I could plug it for them. But, like, there's been a there's been an account that's been tweeting out all these jersey links. I'll try to find that before uh, we're finished recording. But – a lot of these uh, new jerseys, they've kind of had a theme that they've been following. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
What do you think? You, you got any speculation on what the theme might be? You know, we've had the memorial. We've had the uh, Native American right. roots. Um, so, you know, Nike – Nike don't miss. So, what you thinking now? No. Um. So, I don't know. Like, if you if you're talking about so, the rest of the league has con has kind of gone, like real cool, real like hip hop ish. Like, mm-hmm. um, and it's either gone hip hop ish, you know, like the like the jerseys, like Brooklyn's looks very like graffiti ish type. This looks like a little kid drew it, but go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that, and but like New York's is like the city that doesn't sleep, but it's like real clean. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as OKC, I don't, I don't know, man. Like in keeping with the theme of Oklahoma City and Oklahoma as a representation of Oklahoma, um, I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing something maybe, I don't know, militarily related because we have so many bases here. Um, we have, you know, just a ton of rich military history. Yeah. Um, or maybe something involving like maybe even a, a bison, you know, like you know something something of that nature. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean something like that. I mean I, I don't really see too much. Like you could, or, or you could just like like Dallas. Dallas just kind of like kept it clean and just kind of changed the color. Like they have like a golden type yeah. color. Um, I could definitely see something like that. But you know, at a certain point, you kind of start to run out of ideas as far as history of a of a city or of a state type thing you know like yeah like yeah like we've cut co- we've covered a lot of it over these past three years yeah and like a lot of them you know a lot of the new white jerseys they have uh like they'll take city nicknames like rip city for portland mm-hmm. uh famously cream city for milwaukee you know stuff like that yeah and you know okc is obviously like an abbreviation but you know, I, I know a lot of people refer to Bricktown, but you, you probably don't want Bricktown on your you basketball jersey. You don't. I um, mean, you could you you could do something like, like don't the Charlotte Hornets have Buzz City on it? Mm-hmm. On one of their, yeah. You could have Loud City on yours. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Loud City. That's what it has to be. Yeah. I mean, you can have that. And that you know, nice. Yeah, and I, I I like Loud City a lot, and I would like us to utilize the yellow in our uniform color palette because yes, I, I, I like the, for lack of a better term, the loudness of the mm-hmm. yellow. So I I think I think it I think it'd be great, man. So hey, there we go. Let, let's contact Nike. Let's what, contact you know, hello, Loud City. <laughs> But you know, like the, like the yellow you're talking about were like those mock-ups for like the Velveeta jerseys. Man, uh, for- <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many McDonald's <laughs> things. Um, what was what was the other one? Uh, somebody said Sugar Daddy. Uh, <laughs> man, there was all kinds of stuff. I'm like, every time I saw McDonald's, I'm like, how original! So so glad you came up with your own joke. <laughs> I haven't heard that one four times in the past 24 hours. Obviously, it was a joke, and people don't understand our connection with Velveeta, but, you know, it, it, it was all in good fun. I, I don't you know, I, I don't want to go on a rant here, but... Go ahead. Go on the rant. It's just I, us two. <laughs> I like yellow and red, like, combined. I think they're, like, two complementary colors together, but every time somebody sees them together, they're like, oh, McDonald's, oh, ketchup and mustard, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um, I mean, like... I, I, I get what you're saying, I, and they do compliment, but they do hearken back to also 
McDonald's and, you know, mustard and ketchup. Yeah, I, I guess the red has to be the dominant color in order for it to not look, you know, so or, or 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 the yellow has to be different. Yeah. Like you can't have a mustard yellow. You can maybe have like a, I don't know, like a brighter, I don't want to say neon yellow, but like a mm-hmm. brighter yellow and have like a brighter red. Well, that's kind of like have one the, of the Hawks. Like they had a uniform design kind of like that. Yeah, they did. They did. I'm I'm trying to look. I'm trying to look for that jersey that you're talking about. I remember seeing it, but I'm not finding it. Oh, I, I'll send it to you right quick. And as I do that, boom, sent it. Quickness. Um, let's kind of let's kind of bleed into this next question here. At ICSGA says, "How long until we make Velveeta the official sponsor?" I mean, come they on. To, they need to hurry up, man. They need to. They need to hop on that, man. At least, and not necessarily the official sponsor, because I think you know, loves they have a pretty, a pretty long contract. But hey, those naming rights, there's a possibility. You know, the Golden Dome, the Liquid Gold I mean, Thunderdome. Yeah, it's it's there for the taking. It's it is definitely there for the taking. So, and the thing is, so the the ads on the jerseys they have to be associated with it has to be a business that's associated that their headquarters is in that city really yes i did not know that yeah but the naming rights doesn't have to be that mm-hmm. you know because you, you literally have like two american airlines arenas one in miami one in dallas you know it's not like they have their headquarters in both places so you so your naming rights for your for your arena they can be whatever business but your naming rights for your jersey has to be a local business. All right. There you go, man. Yeah, I've I mean, you know, obviously you guys know my interaction with Velveeta, but I mean, to the point where they've interacted with the Oklahoma City Thunder like official account, like I don't know. There's there, there's something going on there, I feel like. But it it, it seems like so I mean, obviously I I would think that there's probably multiple people that run that account. Mm-hmm. But I always feel like when that one person is is on shift, like they're you know they're tweeting us and they're you know they're they're, they're giving us clues as far as thunder clues as far as this and that. But in like other days, it's just like radio silence. Like whoever's whoever has the account that day is just kind of like, I'm not a thunder fan. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> they're just like, oh, cheese. I mean, I'm here to tweet cheesy jokes. You know, <laughs> absolutely no pun intended. But yeah, yeah, I see. I mean, we, we all we all want it to happen, um, just like we all want the Thunder to name a head coach, and you know, we all want to know what the future of our franchise is going to look like. It's just you know, it's it's just yep. a way at this point. It is. All right. Speaking of which, at Mike Smart one, as opposed to Mike Smart two. Says, will OKC ever pick a Mike Smart? Mike Smart's two is a douche. (laughs) We stick with the number one. Absolutely. Numero uno. If you ain't first, you last. So, will OKC ever pick a head coach, Alex? Uh, No, they're not. They're they're actually going to go ahead and save money um, and not pick a head coach. They're actually just going to go ahead. Sam Press is going to come down from, from the press box. And he's going to direct traffic. He's not necessarily going to coach. He's just going to direct traffic. Because remember, Kyrie Irving said, I mean, we don't really need a coach, you know. And so I'm pretty sure that's that's the same of every NBA player. And so yep. 
you know, Shay out there, Lou out there, Baisley, Steven Adams. You know, Steven Adams understands defense. He could be our defensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, we're going to hire a coach. <laughs> Eventually we, we are. I mean, it, it, I would be completely floored if we have not hired a coach this week. This week? Calling your shot. I'm calling my shot. Like, this is ridiculous. I'm calling my shot. Like, you don't want to go into the draft. You don't want to, you don't want to go into the draft process without having that guy there, you know, giving his – at least his um, – not opinion, but his uh, – his opinion into what the team needs under his direction. Um, and so I definitely think that by this week, especially with the draft coming up uh, November 18th, you're looking at two weeks out, a little less than two weeks out. Um, if you're going to have that guy in here, you really need to have him in here to to give his um, his in-depth analysis of what his vision is for what the team needs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, eventually the the team's going to hire a head coach. I mean, we we just we just have to have. You know, like you said, leadership, we have to have direction. We have to have some kind of idea of where the program's going to go. Uh, pretty bold you calling your shot, man, because I called my shot Friday and I, I shot an air ball, so. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I shot it. I, I, well, we don't know yet, but I, I shot from, like, past half court about a month ago. Um, and so, you know, we'll see how we'll, – we'll see what, what coach is, is named. You know, I'm the one that said that Mike Miller – I've heard rumors that he might, you know, he might be the head coach, but we'll see. Did you say you've heard rumors, though, or did you just say this is a name you should watch? Well, I mean, yeah, so you sh- this is a name that you should watch. Yeah. Let's just say that I've heard some things, but it's not anything that's classified as solid. I've heard some things, too, Alex. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, and we are joined – from no longer Nebraska, but from the state of Texas where everything is bigger, coming off a victory of his Denver Broncos over the Los Angeles Chargers, the one, the only, Matthias Mullins. Can't hear you, oh, wow. Can't hear you. Man, he was screaming so loud, and it didn't come through. <laughs> um, yes. All right, I'm back. I had to press unmute. It does this to me every time. I'm an idiot. But yes, everything is, in fact, bigger in Texas. Um, I can just leave it at that. It seems like as soon as I crossed state lines, everything got bigger. Probably my waistline with all the food, the queso and the tamales and everything else that I've been eating, all the margaritas. Yo, like that tequila that sticks with you um something else that's sticking with me is that tito's vodka that i put into a an austin mule that i drank to celebrate my 31 to 30 victory from uh the denver broncos so yes i was super super lit and i just got done doing a recap pod for that over at mainly broncos if you want to catch that whatever like that's cool but we're here to talk basketball what do you guys need to know from me you can you can plug your stuff man go ahead man it's all love here man yeah hey i'll plug all that at at some point i'm gonna have to plug my hairline just like lebron james (laughs) because this thing is like disappearing with a quickness right now 
Savage. <laughs> well, you know, it's, 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 it's actually, is Rogue is Rogue Game still a thing? Uh, I I think it might be a thing, but I don't know that it will work for me. Um, we do have we do have another kid on the way. Um, I did find out that it is also going to be a Shay. So boy hey. gay represent. Hey, Let's go. Um, that's a sign. So like boys. that's a little. That's a little better on my pocketbook for sure because like girls are as as amazing as they are they're really expensive and like that's a whole other wedding that I would have to like pay for and all that stuff. I could maybe just throw a couple bucks for the honeymoon and just take care of the rehearsal dinner and like I'm golden, right? I'll throw a pork butt or two on. Like we'll be we'll be straight for that for for the boy, but like the girl like yeah, that's a little little more little more uh, money coming out so like um like I'm, yeah. I'm 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 not supposed to say this but i'm i'm hoping that you know i have four girls so i'm hoping at least one or two of them elopes at least you know save, <laughs> save, save save me that cost a little bit just go ahead and just go to the courthouse and just be like no i just want to do it simple okay go ahead yes do that you do a do a simple simple you know what we could still yeah. have our dad dance like that's been right Definitely. I, I can make I can make you a cake. I'll put an apron on and bake you a cake. I'll buy a kitchen maid yep. or a kitchen aid just oh, for the occasion. No. <laughs> I'll buy the cake. Don't worry about that. I, if you tell me, hey, you want it simple, I'll buy the cake and I'll buy the food. Don't worry about that. I'm okay with that. Absolutely. And Maddie, you know, it's okay that you jump on here and you're excited about your Broncos because there was actually a question about them. Um, the question okay. is, who is the dopest quarterback in the NFL, and why is it Drew Locks? And that comes from man, a, a sexy guy must have asked that question. Like, <laughs> like somebody that's like really like on point. They're like who, who crushing did life. Ask that question. <laughs> whoever whoever asked that question must be like absolutely crushing life at this point. <laughs> comes from at Maddie Moles Pod. Hmm. <laughs> who could that be? Mm. No, man. I uh, let me say from an outsider's perspective, uh, I really uh, admire what Drew Locke was able to do. What did he have? He had one minute when he got the ball back. Uh, he he didn't have a ton of time. He, I think he had just over just over two minutes. Oh, okay, around okay. two minutes. Yeah, but yeah, see, just, just you able see, to you, you you add time or you take away oh, time. See, <laughs> yeah, just able to march down the field. Um, yeah, you know, able to you know, give his receiver a shot there at the end. Um, and he was able to, you know, get the interference call, which there was a lot of interference calls today, but we're, we're not going to talk about that. Um, and then, you know, just to come in there, roll out to the right and just deliver a strike there for the win. I mean, that, that, that was, that was amazing. Yeah. We had two touchdown catches where the receiver caught it midair and landed it on cheeks and the title of the at mainly Broncos pod is going to be one cheek equals two feet, which is the perfect math equation for us this week. Uh, so we got two whole cheeks down to get two whole touchdowns. That was a bit in the game. And, yeah, three and four uh, never looks good. So we'll see. We're, we're playing at Atlanta next week. We might get back to 500. Uh, I am disappointed, however, that Drew Locke did not celebrate with his signature Buzz Lightyear uh, laser shooting. Um, that that is the only reason I'm a fan, and he didn't do it. And even though he was awesome, it it made me sad. That's that's fair. He he did probably listen to some young Jeezy though. It's about how he puts on for a city on for his city. 
All right. Well, hey, let's let's stick with the NFL a little bit because we actually have a couple NFL questions. Uh, All right. So at another hip artist, aka Sarah Sellers, says, Woo. "Who is going to have the worst record in the NFL? Do any more coaches get fired before the playoffs start?" I, I'm I'm going to take this one real quick. I'm going to say the Jets are going to have the worst record in the NFL, and I'm going to say that Adam Gase should have been fired two weeks ago. One hundred percent. I think the Giants are going to have the worst record, um, and I do think Adam Gase should probably be gone a long time ago. Yeah. Although I do love the the gifts always of his introductory press conference where he's staring off into I don't know where, um, but it looks like he was given like a shot of something, and he's just kind of you know he's just staring off into into space. So I, I love that gift. Like. You remember Mr. Deeds? You, you know, the, like, the crazy eyes dude? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like, he must have been looking at, like, 14 different things, not just, like, one thing. Like, he, his eyes were, like, all that? kinds that was, of bugging. That, that wasn't Rob Schneider, was it? No, that was – um. oh, gosh, I always butcher his name. It's oh, definitely the most attractive Bush- dude in Hollywood. Or Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. yeah. I knew it was one of the <laughs> – them yeah um well hey like i said we got a couple more nfl questions here we go from at i believe hunter harjo yeah hunter harjo seven this is interesting uh i actually actually i'm gonna lean on you for this maddie moles uh if you were to compare the thunder to a team in the nfl who would it be and why so we actually brought up the thunder in our uh podcast tonight Talking about clunkers, talking about growing pains, talking about, you know, just kind of having to pay your dues and, and sit through some butt whooping. So the Thunder in their first season in Oklahoma City started three and twenty nine under PJ Carlissimo's uh guidance, right? The um the the same guy who was trying to play Kevin Durant at the two spot, right? Like um who had actual aspirations to play the most dynamic three, maybe slash four player in NBA history at the two spot. So keep that in mind. But a lot of young guys, uh, a lot of potential, potentially another like leader. If Drew Locke happens to be that guy, then the early onset of what the Thunder were then is equivalent to what the Broncos could be in the future. They got a couple of first-round draft picks on the offense. They got some some studs on defense. They they got a lot of potential that they could use to um, or that they can have to move forward and and to really grow something special. Now, when the Thunder were growing, they also had a team. Uh, I mean, they had the San Antonio Spurs, which were obviously a really really solid team for sure, and they also had the Los Angeles Lakers. Which, were, which was another really, really good team that they had to con- contend with and, and really alter their play styles to. The Broncos have kind of done that a little bit. They're not done retooling. But their Lakers and their Spurs is really going to be the Ravens slash Steelers as one of them and then the Chiefs and the other. So if you want to get in on a team early that has potential to be what the Thunder were in 2008-2009, the Denver Broncos are your team. If if I got to give you any any type of uh, advice, stay away from the NFC East. It is a dumpster fire. 
You want nothing to do with Washington football team or the New York Giants or the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles. They are all hot, hot garbage. They are the equivalent. They're NFC East. They're the equivalent of like the bottom half of the Eastern Conference. I, I happen to like the Washington football team's uh, prospect for the future. I think they've got some good pieces. Um, actually, I think their pieces are all reminiscent of what we have now. You have Terry McLaurin at wide receiver. You have Antonio Gibson at running back. And on the defensive side, you have Chase Young. Chase Young, Lou Dort, uh, Terry McLaurin, and Antonio Gibson, Shea Gilch Alexander, Darius Baisley. But they don't have a leader. Uh, well, well, we're, we're about to lose our soon, buddy. <laughs> we're about Shea could be soon. that guy for us, though. Shea could definitely be that guy for us, though, moving forward. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I think, you know, it, it's going to take some, uh, some experience, uh, some ups and downs um, with him kind of being in control for that leadership to come along. But I, I'm confident in it. Uh, Alex, you have any more? you have any more comments on this uh, Thunder NFL comparison? Or is this like when we oh. talked about Harry Potter? No, no, no. I, I'm not. I'm not as in depth into into the NFL like you guys are. But I, you know, I, I keep I keep up on the fringes. Um, I, I think the Thunder may be like the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Is it Los Angeles now? Or San Diego? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I think that. so. Yeah. So I see. Like you know, they had that that young quarterback and Aber Herbert. Herbert. Whatever. Yeah, Herbert. Um, they have him, and then they have a couple other young, you know, young wide receivers. Um, overall, the team is pretty young, um, and so I think I think a team like that will probably be more akin to to the Thunder now, uh, as far as my opinion. Yeah, I would probably make them closer to the Celtics. Oh, right. You talk about the you talk about the Chargers. Yeah, probably, probably, probably closer to the Celtics. A much better team. Mm. Like, granted, I think the Broncos, they won today. They beat those Chargers. But I think the Chargers have an overall top-to-bottom better team than what the Broncos have right now. Yeah. Um, but maybe their ceiling right now is is it looks different. So their, their win-now window is much sooner than the Broncos. But the Broncos' long-term prospects – are better than the Chargers, in my opinion. I mean, because you got, you know, so you got you got Herbert on offense. That could be Shea Gibbs yeah. Alexander. You got Joey you know, Bosa. Bosa. You got Bosa. You got Kenneth Murray um, on defense. Still young. You know, Bosa's, I think this is his third year or fourth year. Uh, so that could be like your your Dort. Um, Derwin I, I, you know, yeah, I think I think they 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 yeah. look a lot like the Thunder. So we'll see. Maybe 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 it's the Thunder in two years as opposed to the Thunder now. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got one more NFL question, and it is uh, by far my favorite one, if I can find it again. <laughs> what happened to it? Uh, it, was, it, was so, it was so your favorite that you forgot it. It was so my favorite that I'm just trying to find the person who asked it. Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay, so at NittanyLine02, this is Keenan, says, so which team will the Steelers' opponent be in the Super Bowl? Dallas Cowboys. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, I, 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 so let's see. Steelers are AFC, so NFC. Um, you're probably looking at, I don't know, crap. Seattle. I think Seattle probably. I can see it. See, 
Seattle's pretty solid. I would probably have to go with Tampa Bay, mainly because I Ooh. predicted Kansas City and Tampa Bay at the beginning of the season to be the the matchup. Look, Brady, it's incredible what the greatest quarterback of all time can look like when you actually put talent on his offense. Cam Newton, who's a dynamic, athletic freak at quarterback, looks very pedestrian because he has literally nobody. They picked up like 14 players from the YMCA to come <laughs> and play alongside him uh, last week. And like now, now, I mean, they're looking like they're going to be in the tank for Trevor sweepstakes, right? Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay. They're riding through some injuries, but Rojo, Leonard Fournette, they got, you know, um, they're bringing in Antonio Brown. And I can't yeah. really speak to what he is right now, but they have legitimately three wide receivers that can you can get got with. Like, you can't really single cover those guys. You have to try to bracket and, and have slide coverage to help um, with those guys. And then their defense is playing out of out of this world. Like they're playing out of their mind right now. They can stop the run. They have a lot of guys that can get at the quarterback. They they opportunistic defensive backfield. Like that's a very, very solid, very fun team to watch. I think that's really the only team that could stop Russell Wilson in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think anybody else is going to prevent him from cooking. So um, it's probably going to come down to the Seahawks and Tampa in the NFC title game, just to be honest. And I love I, I loved all the all the naysayers whenever like Tampa started off with it like one and two I think um, well they t- you know Tom Brady started off a little bit slow at the beginning of the season it's just like this is a completely new team a completely new coaching staff completely new system you know it was like it was, it was gonna take time but it, it's Tom Brady like he'll be okay regardless of how old he is he'll be okay um, and so I could definitely see that I can see, see either Seattle or I can see Tampa Bay. Um, doing it. What about Green Bay? Not feeling it. Not nope. feeling it. I think I think Green Green Bay kind of runs into a little bit of what Maddie was talking about with Tom Brady's situation um, in in New England, where he doesn't have a ton of talent around him. I, I think well, you know what was the stat? I don't I don't know if it was last year or this year, uh, but the amount of first round picks that the Green Bay Packers had on offense was nothing basically as far as on the team. So I think you run into that as you get later into the season, talent takes over and I don't think Rodgers has enough talent around him to succeed. I might, I might be misremembering, but it's something like in his, in his entire time at quarterback for the Packers, since it's been his team, they haven't used a first round pick on the offensive side or offensive skill, skill player. Um, they did this year in Jordan, in, in Jordan Love, but they're not running any two quarterback sets, at least from what I've seen so far this year. So that doesn't really help them moving forward for this year. Um, there are some moves that can be made. They can go get like a Will Fuller from the Texans. They can go get um, potentially a Keenan Allen if they want if they want to go super all in um, from the Los Angeles Chargers. But yeah. It does not look good for them um, overall because, yeah, Jamal Williams is good. Aaron Jones is good. Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in football. But stacking the box and double-teaming number 17 really makes a lot of pressure happen for Aaron Rodgers. And, and I'm not really convinced that a Tanyan 
or Valdez Scantling are going to be able to get the job done in the playoffs when it's needed. That is fair. And yo, Houston, one and six. Like, what the heck? That was that's weird. And and they don't have their first round pick because they traded it to the Dolphins for Laramie Tunsil. Yep. Well. Yikes. Now that we've we've lost all our listeners because we've talked about football for the past thirty that, that, minutes, that, that, and that's the end. That's the end of topic football. <laughs> I, I just want to say, just want to say, Steve, we're seven zero, baby. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's get back into it, man. Um, at Thunder, please win. Says prediction on who will be the worst team in the Western Conference next season. Let's go to let's go to Alex here. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, I, I could definitely see it. And I'm saying that with a smile on my face. Yep, we're all right with it. We're okay with yep. it. Every Imani Bates and Kay Cunningham highlight video I see on Twitter, it makes me more okay with the tank. <laughs> yes, 100%. But you, Maddie Moles, you think we're going to be worse? Do you think there's going to be somebody that outsucks us? I think the Kings will outsuck us. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's – well, if you go down the list, right, like there aren't a lot of teams that are actively trying to tank or going to be. Maybe, you know, my quote-unquote hometown right now, the Spurs, if they deal DeRozan, if they do something like that. But DeRozan and Aldridge is going to be good enough to, you know, with their young core, they'll be good enough to win 30-something games, right? With with those guys, like, yeah. and I think I think their young core is, is a lot more is a lot more proven than our young core. Yeah, you got Walker and you got White and and uh, Dejounte Murray and, and some of those guys that can, yeah. you know, Johnson? with with those up. Kelton Johnson, sure, right? He's a rookie last year, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, like they got guys, like they got, and it's it's a Popovich coach team. So like, they're not going to beat themselves too much. So maybe like those are, it's between those two, right? Like, is there anybody else you can potentially throw out that would be worse than us next season in the Western I conference? Mean, notwithstanding any type of injuries or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, maybe, maybe, but I don't know, man. D Lo and cat are enough. I think to keep them competitive exactly. in a lot. And they have the oh, number yeah, one pick. Definitely. And I'm not saying the number one pick's going to be like, you know, some world beater, but it, it, it helps. It's, <laughs> it'll, it'll be it's somebody. Not, it's not going to be James Wiseman, though, apparently. No, nah, it shouldn't no. be. James Wiseman no. and Cat, I don't think, fit alongside each other. I, but Yeah. I, you say that, I, well, you I say mean, that I agree with something. that. Oh. Well, just just that Wiseman's camp doesn't they they've actively said that they aren't taking interviews with Minnesota. They don't like the fit. They're not doing X, Y, and Z with Minnesota. So um, that's why I kind of just threw that clip in there. But yeah, yeah, I I, I honestly think if if they if they keep the pick, it's going to be Edwards. I don't really see anybody else that's a fit there for that high. All right, well, let's let's kind of stay with this subject here at Salvador. And art. Okay, yeah. Salvadoran art. Salvadoran art. That's what it is. This is a Matteo Gallardo or Gallardo. I don't. I don't know about the enunciation. Gallardo. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. 
Let's say the Thunder are tanking for Kay Cunningham. What name should we give that movement? Uh, I want to hear your all suggestions, and then I'm going to give mine. Matty Moles, what you got? A name for the tanking for Cade movement. Gallardo? Is that did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, yeah. Um, fade for Cade is one that I've seen that I kind of like a lot. Okay. Fade for Cade. <laughs> yeah, I you know we kind of just fade away for a year, and we get Kate Cunningham, and then it's we're back bad. on the scene. So I, I think that's probably the best one I've seen. Okay. What you got, Alex? Uh, Sham for Cunningham. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Sham for Cunningham. Sh- Sham Sharanya is a big fan no, of not, Cunningham. Not Sham. No, not Sham. Uh, all right, I got one. I got one. Gunning for Cunningham. Ham just kind of throws it off. It does. It does. It makes me sad. I like favorite Gade. I think that's it's interesting. Kate. It's interesting, at least. I like it, though. Yeah, I, okay, I've decided. I'm giving it my endorsement. Favorite Cade, I'm down. Favorite Cade, there you go. Matty Moles taking two Ws tonight. I'm just winning all over the place right now. I don't <laughs> know what to say. All right. Well, hey, speaking of winning – at the d- d- okay, hang on. D the d- goat underscore nineteen. I said the d- d- because it's two D's. Um, says, what's your unbiased opinion on who will be in the two thousand twenty one NBA Finals? Let's go to Maddie Mules first. Nope, you just went first. Alex first. Um, I think the Lakers. Okay, and I think. I think the Celtics are getting to that point where they're going to make that one move, Ooh. either either by using Hayward's contract or whatever. Um, you know, Boston has three first-round picks this year, so that's that's another thing that they can kind of use to maybe get, you know, some more talent there. Um, but I do think – I think Celtics and Lakers, I think the Bucks. everybody's going to probably think of the Bucks. I think the Bucks have way too much pressure on them, and I think they're going to crumble under that pressure. Um, and so, Celtics, Lakers, that historic rivalry once again. Yes, the the matchup they wanted to be in the finals. Yes, the league wanted to be in the finals. Didn't the Celtics have three first round picks this past year too? Uh, Carson Edwards, uh, Vanderbilt, Williams. who else? Not Vanderbilt, Grant Williams and uh, Langford. Grant right? Williams and Langford, yeah, that's right. I yeah. think that's right. Wasn't Carson Edwards? I don't think he was a first round pick. I think he was like early in the second. They might have traded back. I'm pretty sure they had three first rounders in the in the draft though. Something like that, yeah. All right, Maddie Moles, what about you, man? Who who you got for the finals? Well, first of all, in the Eastern Conference, I don't know how anybody goes against the Miami Heat. Uh, Jimmy Butler, it's not like he's like old, right? He's in his prime. Yeah. All the guys, all the complimentary pieces around him are only going to be better next year. Duncan Robinson in a contract year. You've got Tyler Hero, who's going to be given more free reign on that offense. Bam, I mean, the world has seen what Bam is. Dragic probably comes back to them. You know, they, they probably get something done with him. Uh, at a reasonable rate and then they're they're probably going to be maybe buyers for an expiring or something at the the trade deadline 
so that they're still available to pursue hard in free agency the following year. But I don't know how you bet on anybody in the Eastern Conference uh, that isn't the Miami Heat. And I'm not just saying that as a bias, like I picked them in January to make the finals. Pick. I mean, the, the whole team just their ceiling is so, so high, and we still don't even know what that team could be yet because they're so young at a lot of key positions. So you don't, I, I just – You, you don't think a lot, of, a lot of their success could be attributed to playing in the bubble? It could, but the fact that those guys now have – they now have finals experience, right? And it doesn't matter if you're playing on Mars or if you're playing – in Los Angeles, like finals experiences, finals experience. And I mean, there's not going to be any stage now that's too, that's too big for a Duncan Robinson or a Tyler hero at this point, in my opinion. Right. Like I don't see them going into the. Oh, I'm just saying like heading into next year, you know, the, the thought of a, of a full arena is probably not going to be there either next year also. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then in the Western Conference, um, don't blame me for saying this, but like Golden State, a fully healthy Golden State team, like Clay and Dre and and uh, and Steph, like that's a team that won seventy three games. Yep. Right. And although they're not exactly the same players that they were then, it's not like they're not able to be those same players when it matters right so and i i still think they're getting something done for like wiggins in the second they're going to bring a couple of other complementary pieces in that can help with the run maybe a dennis Schroeder can help with that maybe a kelly Oubre can help with that i don't know but um i really do like that three-way trade there's something that's going to happen i'm willing to say that that wiggins is not on their roster after the trade deadline for sure um so, yeah, I think it's going to be Warriors Heat in the finals. Alluding to your three-way trade, we will get to that in a second because that was also in our comments, you gun jumper, you. So, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to double down here, guys. I, uh, I'm going with the prediction I made at the beginning of last season, and it is, it is also the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, with LeBron and AD, and they're looking to make other moves to even improve that roster whether it be a Chris Paul or, you know, somebody like that. Um, they're looking to be even stronger than they were last year. And in the East, I'm going with a fully healthy Philadelphia 76ers with a brand new – one of the best coaching staffs in the league. Um, with Doc Rivers there, you got Sam Cassell. Um, I think Dave Yorger's there. They they had a they had another assistant coach. I cannot think of who it was though. But yeah, they uh I I think that if Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are healthy going into the playoffs, mm-hmm. um and you know another year of development for Matisse Thybul, you know maybe they find a trade partner for Al Horford and they bring in somebody that fits better. Tobias Harris steps up. I'm just saying, I I think Philly could make some noise. So let me let me ask you this. Um, so it, it makes a ton of sense for Oklahoma City and Philadelphia to be trade partners um, when it comes to Chris Paul. Yeah, it makes way too much sense. Um, so what is your opinion? So my opinion is, if Chris Paul ends up on Philadelphia, 
And all Philadelphia trades away is, let's say, Al Horford. And let's say Matisse Thibel. Let's say one of their young guys. Um, does that – that changes my opinion as far as the East goes. Like, I would, I would definitely switch over to Philly instead of yeah. Boston. Maddie, does that, does that change your opinion on that? No, just because, like, I, I, I just – I Bill Ben Simmons needs the ball in his hands offensively to be effective and be a playmaker for other for other guys, right? Are you just trying to sit like Chris Paul in the corner? What are you trying to do as far as him running the offense and him using his leadership ability on that end of the floor? Simmons is incredible defensively. Got that, get that, understood. But how is that going to work? I I guess in this, like, they still have Tobias Harris, too, which is a really good defensive player, kind of create for himself, can can be a knockdown shooter in his own right. Um, if you do that, you really minimize the superstar power of what Simmons could be as a, as a play creator for the rest of the offense. So, I don't know. I, I still – I know what the Heat look like, and I know that they have the chemistry already. And they're not going to have to spend months of the season trying to figure it out. See, I, I think, I, I think with Chris Paul, like Chris Paul made a lineup with him, Schroeder, and SGA work. And so, you know, I, I think he he, if there's anybody in the NBA that can maybe make that work, um, it would be Chris Paul. If there's any anybody in the NBA who could probably, you know try to raise Simmons game another level or give it another wrinkle, just give it another, you know, give that offense a new wrinkle. That's the problem with Philly is that their offense is completely stagnated almost um, as far as one dimensional, not having any shooters. It's always, you know, Simmons and MB taking turns. It's, it's, it's very much like early um, Oklahoma city with Durant and Westbrook. Um, And so I think, Chris Paul adds that element of just floor leadership and knowing what to do in situations to get everybody in their best position to be successful. Yeah. And honestly, I think that we've kind of already seen the formula for success with Chris Paul and Ben Simmons, both operating as creators. And that was in the later years of the Clippers, whenever Blake Griffin kind of stepped into his secondary playmaking role you know, Chris Paul was obviously the guy that was, you know, bringing the ball up the court, setting up the offense and everything. But when it came – like, when Blake Griffin got the rebound transition, he wasn't, you know, waiting for Chris Paul to come get it. He was pushing that thing and making plays in transition. Obviously, Blake Griffin is nowhere near the creator of Ben Simmons uh, at this stage in his career, obviously. And we know how much of a tear Ben Simmons is in transition. So – I say you kind of run it like that. Like if Ben Simmons gets the ball and, you know, you're going in transition and you got the defense on your heels, I I don't want anybody else with the ball besides Ben Simmons. I want him attacking the basket. But if you're in the half court, you're trying to set up an offense, you're trying to, you know, run an offense, you got Chris Paul as that creator, you could put Ben Simmons kind of as that four spot, which I think they they talked about doing um, in the bubble for a little bit. They talked about kind of putting Ben Simmons at the four spot on offense. Um, I think if you do that, kind of put him in that Blake Griffin role, even, you know, run some pick and rolls with Chris Paul. Let him be the role man. Ben Simmons is a freak athlete. He can catch some of those lobs that Chris Paul threw to Blake Griffin. I I, I think that would be another a, 
a more creative way to give Ben Simmons the ball than, you know, kind of giving the ball, let him dribble a few times, be like, okay, try to, you know, make a jump shot. Take a jump shot, make a jump shot. I think that's a, you know, a new wrinkle in order to, you know, give him more to do offensively, if that makes any sense. So you want to regulate him to the uh, Andre Robertson role. That's cool. That's not what I said at all. You didn't listen to me at all. Yeah, no, I, I did. I did. The thing is, though, at least Blake Griffin was a willing shooter. And that that's kind of a limitation. Yeah. That's kind of a limitation for putting Simmons. Like, you, you're not just pressing copy-paste. Copy Blake Griffin, paste Ben Simmons in that yeah. offense. I think it, it looks a little different there. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like you're hiding Simmons at that point on offense and then hope, you know, enhancing him on defense. Yeah. But also I'll say this, you know, Chris Paul had success in Houston kind of being that spot up shooter for James Harden that we're talking about. So, you know, Chris Paul doesn't always have to have the ball in his hands. Ben Simmons can, you know, still create, he can create out of the post and create, you know, from the top of the key off the dribble and, you know, kind of still have Chris Paul out there for spacing. So, I, I think it'll work. I, I think, you know, Chris Paul and Doc obviously still have a great relationship. Apparently Chris Paul and Daryl Morris still have a relationship. So he'll kind of be in his ear on, you know, what he thinks the team needs. So I, I don't know, man. I, I think the I think the Sixers, especially if they can acquire Chris Paul, I think they could be a powerhouse in the East. So you mean you mean that Chris Paul didn't cheat on Doc Rivers' daughter with a stripper? <laughs> No, that's the other guy in L.A., my guy. <laughs> All right, we, we talked way too long about other teams. Let's get back into the Thunder. Let's let's just ask a couple more here. Is that all right with you guys? Oh, okay. sure. Okay. Oh, sure. <laughs> all right, well, uh, let's kind of get into the draft because we're, we're nearing towards the draft. And this isn't really a question, but it's from our guy, Nathan Priest, at Thunder underscore Radar. It says, talk about this guy. And it's a link to a tweet from the Daily Thunder that is talking about Poku. Alexej Pokachevsky. Is that Pokachevsky? Sweet. All right, I got the last name, probably butchered the first name. But, uh, yeah, I I have an opinion on this, but I want to hear from you guys. Alex, uh, what do you think about Pokachevsky? I think think at – if you're going to be picking – you know, if the Thunder move up to, let's say, 18, um, so from 18 to 25, which is their current pick, if you're swinging for the fences, you know, and this is not going to be the year that you're putting all your chips in and saying, hey, we need to get a superstar, I say swing for the fences and try to get somebody that is is unicorn-ish um, and, you know, has, has the potential to be something different, something crazy on this team. So you're talking about a seven footer that has, you know, that has the ability to shoot, has the ability to create, has basketball IQ, high basketball IQ, you know, basically somebody who, who the Thunder haven't had on that team ever, you know, pretty much, especially from a position of like four or five type thing. Now, physically, he's very thin. He's very, you know, he needs to, he needs to beef up. He needs to bulk up. Um, 
And we have seen situations where centers that are this thin or even fours that are this thin, um, either they take time to develop or they don't develop at all. Um, but at 25, at, you know, at 20, at 18, you know, you're not necessarily at this point in the game, we're not looking for a role player. We're not looking for um, a savior. You know, we're looking for somebody that can, we can plug in there. And if he becomes a role player, great. If he becomes a starter, great. Um, or if he becomes a two-year bust, it is what it is. Helps us out with the tanking. That's fair. What about you, Matty Moles? I mean, if we stay at, what, 25 mm-hmm. and he's available, I think it's, it's an easy decision. It's kind of a no-brainer. He has as high of a ceiling. Honestly, this isn't, this isn't me tripping. Like, he's got as high of a ceiling as anybody in the draft. But his his expectation to reach that ceiling is is fairly low because of his frame, because of his lack of athleticism, really. Um, but some people do see an ability for him to kind of cultivate some of his strengths, kind of be a unicorn light, and you just hope that he's more durable than the the OG unicorn, and he's somebody that you can build around. If we stay at twenty five, we could do a lot worse than him. He'd be an interesting, fun prospect for sure. Um, especially thinking of like pick and pop situations with Shay and, and with some of our other younger guys, he'd be a natural fit next to Baisley at the four. It's not like they would be competing in the same areas of the floor offensively. Although Baisley seems like his game's kind of able to be, he could, he could be a slasher and he's kind of got a little step back ability. So Baisley is more versatile than we thought probably pre-bubble. But he doesn't seem like anybody that's going to complicate chemistry, complicate timelines. He would help in a tank and an ability to get more experience. He's only 18 years old. Um, but he's seven foot with a seven three wingspan. And I think that's a very interesting prospect to be able to work around. So hashtag why not at 25. I do think that I, I really honestly don't see Presti staying at 25. I think we're going to move much higher than that. I think we probably got our guy, our eyes set on somebody else in the draft, in the lottery potentially. Mm. But um, if we stick at 25, I think that I think you could do a lot worse than him. All right. A little, little scoop dropping there for Matty Moles maybe. <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about scoop, but I just kind of you get it. You know when you get a gut feeling about guys, yeah. Like like knowing that it was going to be James Harden the year that we took James Harden, and there were there were other guys we could have taken. I mean, I think at that point, people thought Tyreek Evans was a thing, Ricky Rubio was a thing, um, not so much Steph Curry, although that's the guy I wanted. <laughs> um, there going up coming out of Davidson, it just seemed like it was going to be Harden. Um, I I feel like Hayes is going to be that dude. I feel like I feel Killian. like Pressy's probably got. I think he's he's probably got eyes for Killian, and if he can make that happen, I think it's probably going to happen. All right, Killian Hayes, calling the shot right now. Mark calling the shot now. I think I think Pressy's going to try to make that happen. 
All right. There's a lot of shot calling going on this episode here. Alex Roig predicts that there will be a <laughs> coach announced this week, and now you're predicting we trade up for Killian Hayes. Rock and roll. There I like go. it. And I'm predicting the coach is going to be Dave, David Vanterpool. Shot calling. Oh. Let's go. Let's go. Can we do – can we do something uh, imposing his head on Deadpool somehow in a meme somewhere? Can I'm we do sure, that? I'm sure there will be all kinds of memes. Um, you if, just lost. You just lost to, yeah. <laughs> the Deadpool. Dead Vanterpool, something like that. I don't know. No, Dolan's picture he sent, he found with the Vanpool and the Tur just oh. in between the Vanpool. That'll be all over the place. <laughs> what is what is that? Is that called a carrot? What's that little thing called that like kicks it up? The little like not triangle, a little but... addition, the little addition thing. Yeah, there's a name for it. I want to say it's a carrot, but I don't know if that's accurate. I do not know, man. I just call it a little pointy thingy. A pointy that thingy. Be, that, that could be a lot of things. Oh, get out. Okay. Um, yeah, my opinion on Pokashevsky, uh, he scares the crap out of me. Um, that, that's that's all I got to say. Um, I, I know Andrew Schleck and McKelly, uh, McKelly Barry, I've talked about him. I think McKelly said that he basically plays for like a G League European team which also kind of scares me. Um, so, I, you know, if we took him, cool. You know, I'd be all right with it. I'd talk myself into him just like I do about anybody else that ends up on our team. But outside looking in, like, he scares the crap out of me, and I'm, I'm not sure I want to risk it. The, the one thing I can say about Pogachevsky and this team is if he's developing, you know, I'm sorry, since we are rebuilding, mm-hmm. his development will be of the utmost importance to this team. And so I think that we'll put him on the track to try to, you know, get the most out of him and put him in position to be as successful as possible. Whereas if Pokachevsky was drafted during the Westbrook or Durant era, I think he would have been just a kind of a throwaway at the end of the bench and just, hey, develop on your own time, maybe develop with G League teams, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But I think in this environment, and we've seen how whenever the Thunder are hell-bent on development, they do a pretty good job of developing their people. Um, I think in this system, he would be great. You know, he would turn out to be something. I don't know what, but something. Yep. That is fair, man. All right. Well, hey, guys, let's let's go to our final question of the night. <laughs> Uh, before we get into that final question, just want to thank all of our listeners for showing up and showing out in the comment section, leaving questions when there's not a lot to talk about as we all kind of sit, of our, sit on our hands and wait for news to drop. And also, uh, you know, we, we've we thanked you guys for kind of sticking with us as we go through, you know, some rough times, you know, things in life happen. It's It's hard to get episodes out, you know, every so often, but after not posting an episode for like two weeks, you guys showed up and showed out. Uh, I mean, we had about the same number of listens as we've had like all off season, even after having a couple weeks off. So just you guys sticking with us. We definitely appreciate you guys and uh, your support does not go understated or underappreciated. So now that I'm off my soapbox, let's go to our final question. It is from, Oh, Alex Roig. One thing, the, the name of the symbol is called an ampersand. 
Uh, what? Not on, ampersand. A hat? And a circumflex. Yeah, the, the little like almost triangle thing, the upside down V. It's called yeah. a carrot, a hat, or a circumflex. The ampersand, the ampersand is the, is the and thing. symbol. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like an eight. It's like it looks like a fancy eight. Okay. I'm I'm just looking on Wikipedia. <laughs> and if you look at ampersand on Wikipedia, it does give you the sign. Hold on. So hold on. Hold on. <laughs> talking about the upside down V? It does. It does. So it says ampersand. Or maybe I'm, I'm maybe I'm I'm incorrect. Hold on. <laughs> hold on we gonna get there damn it let's see I, i'm already there you just gotta get there with are. me i'm trying give me a chance yeah, all right was... move on move on all right our last question from the incomparable insufferable at steve thunder fan uh, what non-lottery that, that projected guy in this draft has the highest ceiling that wouldn't be like completely shocking Parentheses, but not necessarily likely. Um, I went to Alex first last time. Maddie Moles, do you have a guy? I mean, are we at the point like Cole Anthony? Is that still a thing, or is he is he a lottery guy? Like, no, where he's is not, he he's, at? He's out of the lottery from everything that I have seen. Yeah, I mean, because he was one of the top prospects going into the season, right? Mm-hmm. Is between like him and Wiseman. So if somebody told you, you know, three years from now that Cole Anthony was looking to be at like number two or number three best player on a contending team, you know, as, as his potential, then you'd be like, well, okay, I guess they saw that coming and it just was a weird year there in North Carolina and they were able to get it figured out. So I'd probably, um, you know, Matt Tierney probably loves it, but yeah, Cole Anthony is <laughs> probably the answer, right? It's like Cole. It's between what, like Cole Anthony and RJ RJ Hampton, like isn't it between those two? I think RJ Hampton is definitely in the in the lottery. Is he though? I've I've I don't know, man. I've seen RJ Hampton everywhere. I th- I think he's he's gone down. He he went down a little bit. I think he might have raised back uh-huh. up like during the pre draft workouts and stuff. But I don't know. From everything I've seen, he's 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 gone back up. Uh oh. So I don't know. I mean, we're we're talking about one through fourteen. You know, we're not talking yeah. about. So yeah, I, I believe it's. I believe he is. He's there, but I mean, he, he could slip down. I mean, uh, the guy that I'm thinking about uh, is. Oh. Wow. Hey, you left us on the biggest cliffhanger ever. Oh, there he is. Are you there? Who? Me? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Carbello. Oh, my bad. You, uh, you couldn't you, hear me? No. No, you said, you oh, said my the guy bad. is. And then it, it just it, stopped. It completely paused that is. Oh, I said something. Okay, so like Precious Achua <laughs> is the guy. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, think Pre- I think Precious Achua is if if uh, if RJ Hampton is slipping, I think Precious Achua is is gaining. Um, so if we're gonna if we're gonna kind of hit on somebody that's definitely on almost all mock drives outside of the top fourteen, I, I might I might go with your guy there, Dylan, and I might go with uh, Tyree Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, that, wow, that that was my guy. I was gonna say him, you jerk. <laughs> 
No, I, I, I really I, I really do think it's Tyrese Maxey. Um, you know, kind of being a Kentucky fan, seeing him, you know, play first AM like night after night. Uh his game really scared me and kind of like how it's gonna translate in the NBA just because he didn't shoot great from the three point line. He actually he shot twenty nine percent from three on uh three attempts, you know, three and a half attempts, so that's not great. But the thing about Tyrese Maxey, uh he's great. When when the lights are shining the brightest, he's great. Like I I think he averaged like twenty two points against like top twenty five opponents or something like that. Um he isn't had, he great defensively? He has great defensive potential. Like he's got great length yeah. for his size. I think uh, he's six three and I think he has like a six seven wingspan. I mean he's he's got great length. He's super athletic. Um but I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just like just shoot this like completely out of the water with with why I think he has the highest ceiling. I think his ceiling, like his absolute ceiling, if everything goes right for this guy, is a Donovan Mitchell type player. And I'm going to go to the numbers on this. If you look at his stats in his one year at Kentucky, he averaged 14, about four and a half rebounds, three assists, and he shot 42%, 29% from three, but 83% from the free throw line, which kind of indicates, you know, that his shooting's not broke. Like he's, his three-point shooting is going to improve. And if you watch the tape, he's got a good release. He's got a good form. It's not some weird thing that Devin Vassell's doing now. Um, but if you go to Donovan Mitchell's college stats, in his sophomore year before he went to the NBA, he was averaging 15.6, uh, 4.9 rebounds, 2.7 assists. He was shooting a little bit better from the three-point line with 35%, but he was shooting worse from the free-throw line at 80% and worse from the field at 40%. So – you know, their percentages, their averages are kind of about the same. Donovan Mitchell is another uber-athletic long guard at 6'3", who happened to play college basketball in the state of Kentucky. I, 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 could, I could honestly see Tyrese Maxey, if he goes to the right situation, um, kind of ending up like Donovan Mitchell because I don't know if you guys got a chance to see he had uh, the Clutch Sports Agency have like a player showcase – uh, it was him and Anthony Edwards, and when they were interviewing him, you know, they was talking about his preparation. He's like, I'm, I'm in the gym every day, every chance I get. He's like, you know, they had me here. I got here at 6 a.m. I had another workout at 8. I wanted to come back at 10, but they wouldn't let me. They told me to take a break. I tried to sneak in there. He's a gym rat. You have to keep him away from the gym. He wants to work. He wants to get better, uh, just like Donovan Mitchell did. So, hey, that's, that's why I'm calling my shot. I think Tyrese Maxey's ceiling is Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Absolute ceiling. Absolute ceiling, I should say. (laughs) Vaulted ceilings. Let's say that. Vaulted (laughs) ceilings. Taking it taking it to the max E on that on that one. Oh God. But But no talking about a player that I wouldn't mind like you know, not moving up in the lottery to get because if we move up in the lottery, there's other players I'd like. But if he's gonna fall down in like the late teens, early twenties. And we just have to move up a couple spots to get him. I'd absolutely try him out because, like I said, I think his ceiling would be good. And I'd love to have another Kentucky boy on our team. Of course you would. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, you're well, trying to make us the Thundercats, aren't you? I'm actual, a, no kidding, Thundercats. Oh. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. It's better rest than the New York Knicks, right? Trying to establish that Kentucky Wildcats pipeline. <laughs> Not a bad pipeline. Uh, you could do. I mean, they're uh, they're all soft, but it's it's not a bad pipe. All right. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening. I know uh, again, we was a little behind on the episode. You know, the off season is the off season. Life is life. It's gonna happen once news starts to drop. Once this machine starts rolling, the draft gets closer. We're gonna be turning out episodes consistently. We're gonna be giving you guys content consistently. And, uh, we, again, we just want to thank you guys for sticking with us. Uh, on behalf of me and all the guys, I want to say thank you for listening. Y'all have a great night. But before I say that, Alex, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, just uh, make sure that you, uh, that you guys are masking up. Make sure that you guys are washing your hands. Make sure that you guys are playing basketball whenever you have an opportunity to. And uh, if you haven't already done so, go ahead and vote. And uh, be, because we won't have a country after Tuesday. So this is the last podcast ever. And Maddie Moles, do you have anything to say? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, um, voting whenever you can is definitely a thing that makes America what America is. And I'm not one of those people that's like vote as long as you vote for what I want you to vote for. Like vote, be, be knowledgeable make your voice heard and vote. That's, that's incredible. And you know what, this is, this is my other thing. This is our public service announcement, I guess, part of the pod. Um, let's let us be able to have differences of opinion and differences of thought and still love each other anyway. Can we, can we try to like make that a part of us moving forward? Everything is so dang divisive in this country. And like, I'm gonna appeal to you for a second. Like I wear the military uniform and I've been wearing it for 16 years. Like I want a country that you can have differences of thought and yet we're still all Americans and we still all like are striving for the same goal and wanna have freedoms and, and be able to just love on each other because we're all Americans and we're all human beings. So like, let's try to get back to that, right? Whether you vote for Biden, whether you vote for Trump or Kanye or whoever, like, we're all Americans. Like, let's let's be one family. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. there's too much hate. There's not enough love, and we could use more of that, more of that love between us, regardless if we think differently. So vote, feel, and yes. then just love your neighbor. I feel like I feel like I feel like we need aliens to attack us so we can have one common enemy. Yeah, right. We need Randy Quaid to just like. Drive a, a crop duster like up their butt. <laughs> there you go, Alex Roy calling for an alien innovation at the end of the podcast. That's hey, that's you, how we did you, did you guys see my video from I a did. couple weeks ago? Like, what the hell was that, man? I look up and I see these freaking lights in the sky, like, and like everybody, like we're all outside because we're celebrating my daughter's birthday, and it's just like, what the hell is that? And you know, apparently everybody was like, oh, that's the that's the What's it, what's it called? A Starlink or the Skylink that, uh, what's his name? Elon Musk is connecting all these satellites for internet and stuff. Elon Musk is going to be the, uh, the Antichrist. And that's, that's my prediction. Ooh, I never thought I mean, of that. All, all that would be peak 2020. Yeah. <laughs> if they get in, but I don't know, because 2021 needs, yo, we need a break. 
we can't have 2021 be the I sequel. Lo- I, I, I love every, I love every, I love everybody acting like 2021 is going to be any different. Like, like we're still going to go into 2021 wearing masks. We're still going into 20, 2021, you know, thinking about toilet paper. I mean, it's still going to be the same. Dog, I'm not ready for 2020 to sequel. Like, <laughs> I need a break. I need an intermission or something. 2.0. Like, can 2022 like, be the sequel? It should even be called 2021. It should just be 2020 2.0. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Well, hey, guys. It's it's late over here on the East Coast. I've got to be up in four hours for work. Holy um, <laughs> So, again, appreciate y'all listening. Fellas, appreciate you accompanying me on here th- this here podcast. Um, go ahead and find us wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, leave us a positive comment. We appreciate that. Um, you know, the Thunder are going to announce a head coach this week. It's going to be Damn. the Venture Pool, and we're going to trade up for Killian Hayes in the draft. And you heard it here from all three of us. So, y'all have a great night. God bless. Don't forget, Thunder Rock! Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder Podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.